Writer and photographer Vicki Moon, a local resident of Middlebrook, Virginia, has chronicled the lives of the rich, the not-so-rich, the famous, and the not-so-famous for more than 20 years. She has written about lavish parties, hunt balls, and steeplechase races for several major publications, and is the author of 10 other books, many of which involve horses and racing. Miss Moon's newest book follows the story of a young African-American girl, Sylvia Bishop, who grew up in Charlestown, West Virginia in the early 1900s during the height of the Civil Rights Movement, and against all odds became the first African-American woman licensed to train racehorses in the United States. Today on Zest Audio Stories, we will be talking to Miss Moon about her new book titled Sylvia Rideout Bishop Had a Way with Horses. Well, welcome, Vicki. It's great to have you here today. Uh, there's a lot to cover, so let's just uh, dive right into it. Okay, thank you. Vicki, your your book is not just a biography, but it's also a commentary on the history of racism and sexism in the United States. And I, I want to start by citing a quote from your book in which one of Sylvia's longtime friends, James Taylor, whom you, inter- whom you interviewed, said, quote, If you were black, you lived in a complex society. Most black women worked in the hospital. You didn't even have to try for a job as a telephone operator. It was an era when you were presented with two opportunities, cook for a white family or scrub the floors for some white woman, end quote. But Sylvia, she didn't allow herself to be confined by these stereotypes. What was it that allowed her to break past these barriers? Not only did she have some motivation because she loved horses, but it just so happened that two of her brother-in-laws, in other words, two of her sisters were married to horse trainers at the racetrack there in Charlestown, West Virginia. And so she would go over there to watch them early in the morning. And by the time she was 14, which was just one year after that track opened in 1933, uh, she got a job sweeping up after the horses, uh, cleaning out the stalls. She would do anything she could, which is very much like some young woman would do today. Same thing. Vicki, you spent 15 years writing this book, and it shows because the detail in which you describe Sylvia's life, her daily routine, her conversations, it paints such a vivid picture for the reader. But what sparked this journey for your writing about a lost history of the first African-American woman licensed to train racehorses in the United States? Well, first of all, I'm a horse lover myself, so I understand all of that, you know, just getting what you want with a horse. But the other thing was, the key element here was a chance meeting. I met someone in a line to get a cup of coffee who was related to her, and I already had a book contract to do something about women who love horses, but when I met her, and went to her apartment and she showed me all her photographs, I knew that I had to write a book just about Sylvia. And we spent many hours together in her apartment there in Charlestown. And when she would show me a photograph or tell me a a story about a horse, I understood. And I don't think every writer would understand that. And then the other part of it is I had no clue about the history of that town. And, you know, it's named Charlestown, West Virginia. At the, and in the beginning, it was part of Virginia. 
and then became West Virginia. But the fact is that the town is named after George Washington's brother, Charles. And to this day, the streets are named from family members of uh, Mildred, Samuel, George, hello. Uh, and so it just oozes history, the courthouse there. That's where they um, tried John Brown. He was in the jail there. They made him ride on top of his coffin on a wagon up the street to where they uh, executed him. And that wagon is still in the museum in Charlestown. There are so many horse people who never get past the racetrack. I guess I was guilty at that time. Uh, and don't appreciate the history there. And it's, there's so much richness of history in that book, uh, for, from John Brown to, you know, dealing with the adversity of segregation during that time period. And even John Kennedy's mentioned in her meeting him. Yes, well, in uh, 1960, I think it would have been during the um, uh, election and his run up to become president, it turns out that he visited West Virginia as well as his horse loving wife, Jackie, uh, and the, he won that state and it was pivotal in his victory. And they held the rally at the racetrack in Charlestown. And, and one, of the, one of the sources that you, you cited in your book, uh, a psychologist, Anne Riley of Wellington, Florida, um, who said that Sylvia survived in a male-dominated business because of her drive for acceptance. What do you think Sylvia was trying to achieve by pursuing her horse training? Well, of course, anybody in horses wants to win. That That's number one. Uh, and I think that's why I was able to connect with her because uh, I think I have the same drive with the books that I write. Um, I had the same drive when I uh, rode horses in the horse show circuit. And um, there's something that gets into you, as you know, when you love something, but particularly with horses, it never goes away. When I was growing up, I started riding, you know, at age five or six and all through my teens into my 20s. And my father kept saying to me, oh, this is just a passing fancy. You're gonna give this up when you discover boys. No, 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 no way. And so, you know, this uh, woman, Sylvia Bishop had a, well, she did have a way with horses. And I could argue the case that women in general uh, are more compassionate. Uh, they use compassion uh, to convince a horse or train a horse rather than, I'm sorry, with men, it's, you know, it's force, okay? You're going to do it my way or not at all. And uh, that was not Sylvia's attack with her training. But Sylvia ultimately found success um, in becoming a horse trainer. Uh, but it was not always a, a smooth path. And at one point, Sylvia thought about giving up horse training because of the financial burden. Did, did Sylvia ever really achieve any kind of real stability in her career through all that adversity? Um, she certainly did. And um, it certainly sustained her as far as her income was concerned. But at one point, uh, I, would, I would say... Uh, everyone who was training there in Charlestown was uh, 
having a challenge financially because of the management at the racetrack and it wasn't secure. And so during that time, she took a job at a local printing plant owned by Doubleday Publishers in nearby Berryville, Virginia. And as fate or luck or whatever would happen to me, and there was so much of it during this book, uh, this book was printed at that very same plant, which is uh, now owned by the largest privately owned uh, printer and publisher in the world. It's owned by Bertelsmann. And uh, I, I was thrilled because on the day I went to pick up some of the books, people who knew her from when she worked there came out to meet me and um, tell me about when she was there and they still remember her. For many years, um, for many years, Sil Sylvia stayed behind the scenes training horses while her husband, John, took the credit. And this is one of the many obstacles that you cited in your book that Sylvia faced as a woman. And Vicki, you said that, that female trainers still face the same kind of gender bias today. How is Sylvia's story different from stories of many female trainers today? Uh, I'm glad you asked me that question because I, I did um, go back and calculate some statistics from uh, last Saturday, January 23rd. Um, I took uh, two different race tacks. At Charlestown, they had eight races and 61 horses ran. And of those 61 horses, there were six women trainers. That's, you know, about 10%. That, that seems pretty poor to me, okay? And at Gulfstream uh, last Saturday, where they held the Pegasus Cup and offered millions of dollars, they had 12 races, 132 horses running, and only five women trainers. Now you tell me. Vicki, what, what do you want readers to, to take away from this book? I'd like them to take away, uh, and I guess this is why I um, connected so well with Sylvia, that the key here is to never, ever give up. Well, Vicki, it's, it's been a real pleasure talking to you today, um, and uh, I, look, I look forward to seeing the success of your book. Thank you, James. Thank you, thank you. If you'd like to order a copy of Sylvia Rideout Bishop Had a Way with Horses, you can visit vickymoon.com for an autographed hardback, and the book is also available on Amazon as a paperback and as a Kindle ebook. To listen to more of our audio stories and catch up on the latest of what's happening in and around Middleburg, Virginia, please visit our website at countryzestandstyle.com.